Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Before we get started, I would like to share a poem called "The Forest of Gratitude" by Alfie Zofi. In the shadow of the tree, of endless grace and amazing mercy, lies a magic acorn filled with gratitude, spouting fast into a giant oak of awe. Exploding into a forest of kindness, filled with wonderful paths, colored with love. Let us all get lost in this forest of gratitude, leaving behind and never return to the barren cities of greed. Welcome to Aim Living. A podcast to support your journey of self-discovery and personal growth. Listen to stories from the community, act on some words of wisdom, or pause for a guided meditation practice. We hold space for conversation and reflection, so you can embody authentic, intentional, and mindful living. Hello. This is Christy, and I'm your host for season one, episode seven. Last week, I introduced our gratitude series with some science, namely the health benefits of gratitude. It's quite different from our other episodes, so we would love to know what you thought about it through the contact form in the show notes, or leave a comment on our social media posts. In this listen episode, I'll be sharing my thoughts and experiences with gratitude. In particular, I will talk about different instances in which I practice gratitude. Let's begin with our opening quote: "There is a calmness to a life lived in gratitude, a quiet joy." By Ralph Bloom. It's only appropriate that I start with a gratitude practice myself. I'm currently in Europe, and we recently got a visit from Storm Eunice. I'm grateful I was warm and protected inside a shelter. I'm grateful for my supervisor who offered to help me with my tasks, so that I could bike home early that day. The second thing I'm grateful for is. That one of my best friends, whom I met here, is working in the same department as me. It's so nice when we're able to coordinate our schedules to have lunch and tea breaks together. I'm also grateful for my friends abroad. One of them gifted me a piece of digital artwork that holds a lot of meaning, because it includes two places: the city where I grew up, and the city I am in now. Lastly, I'm grateful for the public library back home, because I'm able to borrow audiobooks and e-books with my library card. Last year in 2021, I only read two books out of my goal of 12. At the time of recording this episode, I've already finished 18 books since the beginning of 2022. I know listening to books is not the same. But still, I've read a lot as a kid, and once school started getting busy, 
I didn't do it as often anymore. Now I'm getting back into it. The first point I want to discuss is the scarcity mindset. Something that has stuck with me throughout all these years is a line from Severn Cullis Suzuki's speech at the UN Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro, 1992. I forgot when or where exactly I watched a video of this speech, but it must have been during elementary school. The full speech is linked in the show notes, but this is the line. In my country, we make so much waste. We buy and throw away, buy and throw away, buy and throw away. And yet, northern countries will not share with the needy. Like her father, she is an environmental activist. I think it's in human nature to want what we don't have, and social media does a good job of perpetuating this feeling. This is not exclusive to material possessions, but also includes experiences and status gained through job titles or relationships. It's okay to have things on my want list, but I ask myself, do I want this because I'm jealous of someone else? What's going to happen once I finally have it? Sure, I'll probably be happy for a while, but is it more from the thrill of the chase? Sometimes, once we actually get our wants, we don't appreciate them. In these cases, the built-up excitement reaches a plateau and then fades out along with the newness. What percentage of my want is attributable to how I want to be perceived by others. Growing up, I was constantly concerned about what my parents or teachers or friends thought, feeling the need to act a certain way to be accepted. That, in addition to my high self-expectations, meant I was a bit of a perfectionist. Even now, I still find myself seeking external validation sometimes, but in the past few years, when I started exploring the concept of authenticity, I tried to shift my mindset and stop caring about how I portray myself to the external world because I believed it was pulling me away from being my authentic self. But I didn't want to be considered self-centered or selfish either. Maybe you can sense the internal struggle I was having. I'm starting to accept that this is perhaps not so black and white, because in some cases, it's actually a good idea and important to consider what others think, albeit to an extent. Another reason we may want things is to fill a void in our lives. This means we feel that something is lacking. Would you rather have a few really good friends whom you can rely on, or many acquaintances? I know which one I would choose. So there is no need to be greedy. 
Let's try to shift away from this scarcity mindset of not having enough. You might hear more about this in an upcoming episode. Life can get overwhelming. It doesn't matter if you're in school, working, or both. I think many of you can relate. I hate the feeling of juggling multiple responsibilities at once, with so much to do, yet so little time. For me, it usually feels like I'm surfing. Not that I've actually done it before, but that's the image that comes to mind. Sometimes I feel like I'm totally in control of the situation and riding with the waves. But there is the constant fear of being swallowed by the ocean. And sometimes I do break down. If you're wondering how gratitude has anything to do with this, let me tell you. When I have a lot on my plate, which is quite often, I'll complain to my friends and family saying, I have to do this, that, and then this, and that, listing off the things on my to-do list. However, instead of, I have to do this, I think to myself, I get to do this. Can you see how simply changing one word can make the difference? Back in my first year of undergraduate studies, I was part of the Women in Leadership community in residence. At one of the events we attended, Dr. Maya Jovanovic gave a talk telling us to stop apologizing. She is a sociologist and researcher on women's confidence and communication. As a Canadian myself, I think the word sorry was ingrained into my vocabulary since day one. It's probably why people think Canadians are so friendly. Even Justin Bieber has a song titled Sorry. Sometimes when someone bumps into us as they walk past, we say sorry when we've done nothing wrong. Nowadays, when I meet up with someone, I resist saying sorry I'm late, unless I actually was, and instead say thank you for waiting, especially if I was on time and they were just early. Also, it's better to plan ahead and not be late in the first place, rather than just pulling out this phrase from your pocket every time. Now, I could tell you, sorry for wasting your time and making you listen to this episode. I know there's probably a bunch of other things that could be a better use of your time, blah, blah, blah. And I can come up with all these reasons to minimize my value, but no. You decided to listen to our podcast, so instead, I'd like to say thank you for that. Please don't say sorry just for the sake of it, because it takes away the meaning. When someone is vulnerable, opens up, and shares something personal with me, I'll say, thank you for sharing. If the roles are reversed, then I say, 
Thank you for listening. Sometimes, this is all that is needed. It's not always about giving advice. Even with what we're doing here on AIM Living, we are not about prescribing a set of rules on how we think you should live your life. We're merely offering you some things to think about, and then perhaps you can act on those thoughts. When things don't work out, this can be relationships, jobs, anything, people may advise you to look on the bright side. Optimism can help, but it might not be enough to help you move on. I'm going to bring in a bit of pop culture again, this time with Ariana Grande's song, Thank You, Next. Let's admit it, failure sucks. It takes time, but once I'm able to look past it and realize that there are other doors open, I can be grateful for the lessons learned from those experiences. For example, once I had a horrendous group project experience. I'm using such an ugly adjective because it was not just bad. It was like nothing I'd experienced before. The details are not important because this is not a gossip podcast. What I do want to say, though, is that I became all the more grateful for the many other times when I did have good partners. It prompted me to reflect on what makes teamwork great or not so great. Thank you. Next. In the last episode, I mentioned that tragic optimism and gratitude are protective factors of well-being during COVID-19. With all the bad stuff that has been happening these past years, excuse my poor choice of vocabulary, it can be quite difficult to be optimistic. I've been thankful for technology, for allowing me to stay connected to loved ones, and also work from home. I've been talking a lot about practicing gratitude when things aren't going well. And while there is definitely value in that, gratitude is applicable anytime. I distinctly remember a period during the later years of undergrad when my heart was overwhelmed with gratitude. I told people that I felt like I was on a high, even though I've never taken drugs before, so I wouldn't know. My mental well-being was at a very healthy level, and I was surrounded by people who were supportive. In this example, I did not have to compare myself with others in order to be grateful. I was just happy with my current state. It's easy to be grateful when I see others without something that I have, but that is definitely not a condition of gratitude. I think it's also important to discuss what gratitude should not be. Gratitude should not be a replacement for grief or other negative emotions. Let me explain. 
In times when I'm feeling down, I've caught myself thinking, I shouldn't be upset over this because at least I have all these things in my life and no one is dying. Gratitude does have a strong association with higher levels of happiness. But just because I'm grateful, that doesn't mean I'm not allowed to be sad. They are not mutually exclusive. Remember, your feelings are valid. Finally, before I wrap things up, I want to make the distinction between feeling thankful and expressing gratitude. Have you heard of the saying, don't bottle up your emotions? Well, that doesn't just apply to anger or other negative emotions. Emotions are meant to be expressed. I think that's why we have creative outlets. It could be bringing pen to paper, like I do in my bullet journal. I used to write one thing I'm grateful for at the end of each week. In the show notes, I've included a gratitude journaling website called thanks for thnx4.org from UC Berkeley's Greater Good Science Center. I haven't tried it myself yet, but you can set up an individual or group challenge either daily for 10 days or every other day for 21 days. I don't ever want to take anyone or anything for granted. If you are grateful for someone, tell the person directly if you can. Not everyone is fortunate to have the opportunity and it'll very likely feel good for both of you. Similar to the five love languages, there are multiple ways to show your gratitude for others, not just through words, but also acts of service. Find something that works for you. My closing quote is, thank you is the best prayer that anyone could say. I say that one a lot. Thank you expresses extreme gratitude, humility, understanding by Alice Walker. Thank you for joining us today. I'm grateful to have a voice on this platform. I'd also like to thank the AIM Living team for their contributions. If you'd like to help, feel free to reach out and we can see if it'll be a good fit. Follow us so you don't miss when we release a new episode. Next week, you'll get to hear from Shamathi. I don't want to give any spoilers, but I think a sneak peek of the upcoming episodes can give you something to look forward to. We'll walk you through a few gratitude practices that you can try yourself. The fact that you're listening to our podcast is already great, but we think it's even better if you can take something from it and implement a positive change in your life, either in how you think or act. Until next time, bye! Thank you.